is from us. Now, Tim, we've got another candidate in the general election races coming up in November. Yeah, I'd say alleged, and if you follow the news, that there is a county election as well as a state election coming up. As you know, on November 8th, we in Frederick County now have a charter form of government, which allows us to have council districts. And coming to us from District 1, Council District Number 1. Thank you, Frank, for that. Council District Number 1, uh, John Disto. John, are you with us on the phone, I hope? I am, Tim. How are you all doing? Oh, we're doing great. And thank you for stopping by, uh, seeing us in the streets, uh, John, and appreciate being with you. And we're glad to have you on for your opportunity to uh, tell us what's going on in the campaign. And we're getting closer and closer, as you know, to the election. And, Mr. Distel, where we normally start is, I guess, introducing yourself. I believe this is your first appearance on our program. Tell us, uh, give us your bio. Well, um, long story short, I was born in New York. Um, I lived in the Hudson Valley, in the Hudson Valley region, upstate. I, I come from the city. <laughs> um, there is there is more to New York than Manhattan and the five boroughs. I Absolutely. always tell people that. Definitely. Um, after you know, after uh, I completed junior college, I joined the army, ended up in Germany, and then got assigned to Fort Detrick in nineteen the beginning part of two thousand. And since two thousand, I've stayed I stayed in Maryland. Um, I came off of active duty in the Army and stayed in the National Guard, but during that time I took a job with Montgomery County Police, and that's why I, stayed, that's why I stayed in Maryland. I, I kind of fell in love with Maryland when I got here in 2000. I loved Frederick. I loved the area. You know, the first time I went to Baker Park, you know, growing up in upstate New York, you don't have a lot of, a lot of cities. There's, it's a, a lot of small towns, a lot of villages, and then obviously one big county entity. Unless like you go to Albany or Utica, like those are the bigger cities close by to where I grew up. Um, you know, since, you know, since being here, I've, you know, I finished college. I went, I completely, I went to law school, got a law degree. If that's a good or a bad thing, I'll let other people be the judge of that. Um, about two years ago, I was kind of fed up watching how things were going down in the state legislature. And I, instead of complaining, I've decided to take action. And that's when I decided to run for office. John, I noticed that you also, I don't know if you said it and I wasn't paying attention, uh, you served as a Montgomery County police officer for 20 years, also. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, I'm still I'm still on the job. I'm oh, okay, full, great. I'm still a full time police officer. As a, well as a lawyer, man, that's a double trouble there. Now you are running in District One. I guess uh, tell us the geography of that to see if everybody understands there in uh, a district that can uh, consider you in November, and you're running against the incumbent, who is Jerry Donald. That's correct. Uh, Jerry is currently holding the place. Uh, it is the southwest corridor of the county. So it's the un- unincorporated areas are Jefferson, Middletown, Braddock Heights, uh, parts, of ba- parts of Ballinger Creek, parts of Urbana, uh, Point of Rocks, Adamstown, I believe I said in Brunswick, and then obviously the city of Brunswick is included in there as well. What, uh, I think I got them all. Oh, and Bucky's town as well. I noticed that one of the things that you said in your uh, at your homepage is, and I'm very curious to ask you a question about this, John. You're saying that you don't want Frederick County to become Montgomery County North. Now, well, coming from you, you work in Montgomery County, so you must have some insight of what that means. Well, what, what I mean by Montgomery County North is you know, a lot of people moved here, moved to Frederick, to get away from a lot of the problems that you see in Montgomery County, high taxation rates, 
uh, high level, you know, crimes rising on a regular basis in Montgomery County. Um, and in general, there's a, you know, it's, it's a one party. You know, Montgomery County is a one part is a one party town. If you're not a Democrat, you have no voice in Montgomery County. You know, at least in Frederick, there, there's a lot of diversity. There's a lot of political diversity in Frederick County, and I actually actually enjoy that. It get, you both sides of the table get an equal opportunity to present their present their ideas and present their issues. And every once in a while, you know, the quote unquote other party does get a chance to be in charge, and that's that's kind of been a, a staple of Frederick County. I think it always attracted me to Frederick County is uh, there's a lot of great open, wide open green space like we have in my district. A lot of farm area, a lot of agriculture, a lot of you know, ag preserve to talk like, you know, in, in general, all Sugarloaf Mountain is, is in is in District 1. It's in Frederick County, it's, and it's just a beautiful place to be. But you also have the vibrant downtown areas like downtown Frederick, which is you know, relatively safe. But what we're seeing in downtown Frederick, you're starting to see a little bit of an uptick in crime as well. And so, you know, again, those like those those minor, those urban urban nuisances that you see in, in urban areas. You know, I primarily worked. You know, my last assignment before my new one, I worked in Silver Spring. Silver Spring is right on the D.C. line, and you have all the D.C. problems come up, you know, come up Georgia Avenue. Well, um, yeah. And again, I think that's, we're trying to keep that from happening here in Frederick County. I think people enjoy the fact they can walk out their front door on a, you know, Friday night and walk down the street and not have to worry about getting robbed. Where in Montgomery County, especially Silver Spring, especially Georgia Avenue, that part of the of the county is not what I call very safe. It's my humble opinion, oh. Frank. Oh. No, I, I do see on your uh, website that you stress uh, issues of crime and public safety a lot. Uh, do you think that Frederick County has a real problem with uh, crime right now? And uh, what would you do to uh, make it better? Well, part I don't. We don't have a, that problem. That problem is not ongoing right now because we have a. You know, we have a very. We have, a, we have very good law enforcement partners in Frederick County. Between there's a great working relationship between Sheriff Jenkins and Chief Lando, and the two and the two agencies inter you know interrelate very well. Um, the problem is with growing population comes growing population problems, and we grew at a rate of t- almost twenty percent in the last ten years. Now we've been lucky. You know, violent crime. Violent crime has decrease in Frederick County under Sheriff Jenkins' watch, and a lot of that is due to the diligence of, of officers. And, of course, they've had support, you know, they've had support of that chief law enforcement officer. Not saying that our our chief of police doesn't support us, which is completely, which is not the case. Our chief is very, very supportive of our mission. However, you know, our chief has bosses that can fire him without, without real cause, as opposed to, you know, Sheriff Jenkins is there. He's there until his term expires or someone votes him out. Right. And those are those are kind of key components. I think are the main differences between here and Montgomery County. And I think if certain if certain um, stakeholders have their way, you know, they're going to try to neuter the sheriff's office position and try to install a county police department like what we see in Montgomery County. And that mm. could and oh that would mean <laughs> the, the chief of that would make the chief of police more accountable to the county executive as opposed to the citizens. Absolutely, I cannot I cannot imagine something worse. Of bringing it into law enforcement and to create a political police department like we have, it, it, that would be. First of all, people of Frederick County won't stand for it because of the cost. Uh, John, I want you to take a pause. We're going to take a pause, come back with you. John Distel, who is a candidate for council seat number one. And uh, we're coming right back, right? John, what uh, uh, 
made you jump right into the county council or, you know, rather than uh, going elsewhere? What was your, do you think that things can actually, you know, what is your plan? You know, you get on the county council, you know, it's a legislative body. They have very little power. Uh, but what do you uh, what do you see your 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 plan or your goal would be there? Well, one of the one of the first things we want to do is try to freeze the tax rate, the property <laughs> tax rate where it is. Um, it's been it's been talked about all over the place. You know, obviously, you know, rising fuel costs, rising food costs. You know, gas gas is a little is, is more expensive than it was you know three years ago. Sure. Um, you know, and again, even with freezing, even with freezing these tax rate, you know, even with the tax rates that we've had now. There's always math. There, we've had a, we've had large surpluses at the end of the year, where the county councils had to figure out well, what do we do with all this excess money? You know, and some of that was you know some of that's in part to you know federal COVID money, but at the same time, a lot of it was from tax revenue that was taken you know again taken with property tax assessments. And you know, we freeze the tax rate. There's gonna there's what we're trying what we want to do is kind of reduce the size of government because. What we've seen with budgets over the last, you know, eight years, those budgets have increased every year. You know, we've gone from having a $530 million budget to somewhere near almost $800 million to include a 10% increase this year alone. You know, the county budget increased 10% from last year. And now you have to factor in, you know, inflation at that cost. You're talking probably anywhere from 14 to 17% higher cost of government than what we had last year. Um, so that's one of that's one of the first things I want is I want to ensure that we freeze the tax rate, the, the property tax yield. Sorry, the property tax yield where it is now. That way, you know the citizens can know this is what your tax bill isn't get, your your property tax bill won't go up because of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second part of it, we want to reduce a lot. We want to try to work on reducing some fees and you know figuring out a way to make fees make more sense. Um, recently, you know there, there's been cases where people have moved mobile homes and the county's tried to assess a school impact fee that has already been paid once and now because you know again when you pay these school impact fees they go directly to the, they go directly to, to the school board they go to board of education so that money's already accounted for for that family moving a mobile home from one one spot to another doesn't change the impact that mcps is the student isn't leaving uh, sorry the fcps it's not leaving fcps they're still an FCPS, so we want to make sure that that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, we want to make the permitting, we want to make permitting and planning a little more accountable for some of the actions that they've taken. Um, in part, you know, there's been a lot of controversy over the sugarloaf overlay, and rightfully so. From when you look at some of that, that's the county executive's office basically taking people's property and intentionally devaluing that property to serve their goal, which is ag- you know, agri- agricultural preservation, which is a very, very good public policy goal. But at what expense are you willing to take to create that goal? That this was one of those, this was one of those situations. They did this one first, and I thought there were a lot of flaws in the process. You know, the the property owners didn't have an opportunity to really truly voice their opinion because a lot of it was done during COVID, and while people were worrying about you know staying healthy, and not getting sick, you know, the county's having you know, Zoom meetings on the planning commission, trying to figure out how to make this overlay work and how they're going to change some zoning zoning requirements so people can't develop that east side of 270. All right, you you brought up uh, number one. We've issue. discussed crime. We've discussed the budget, the uh, controversial sugarloaf plan, which would be uh, in your district. So when voters go in November to the uh, ballot place, 
uh, and they look at your name versus uh, the incumbent who's been there, I think, for two terms, Jerry Donald. Uh, why do you think people uh, would not uh, should not vote for Donald but vote for Distel? Well, one of the things I'm willing to I'm willing to meet I'm willing to meet with any stakeholder, no matter whether or not I oppose an issue or I'm for an issue. A lot of it is. What I've noticed in county government is if the county executive doesn't want it, the county the, the county council doesn't the, the majority on the county council does not vote for it. Correct. And there isn't a whole lot of crosstalk between stakeholders, and we don't. There's not a lot of, you know. And then votes they do take, they're on they're unintended consequences that aren't fully discussed. You know, my you know my, you know, part of my training, I'm a pragmatist. You know, I believe government shouldn't be. You know, we shouldn't be passing legislation just because we can. You know, there's got to be a real reason why we're passing legislation. There should be, if, especially when it comes to people's property rights and other rights, you know, we should have a very, very compelling reason why we are trying to infringe on someone's rights in any manner. And that's one, that is one reason. A second, I, I'm a person I'm willing to work to get to a yes. What we're seeing a lot from many offices in the county, in the county is no is the no is the first answer. No is always the first answer, and sometimes it's the first answer by the county council. Instead of an, you know, instead of trying to work towards, well, maybe we can't get you one hundred percent of what you want. How about we try to figure out a way to get you sixty to seventy percent of what you want, and see if that's a, if that's a workable compromise. And that's something I I excel at doing. I'm very good at compromising and negotiating with people that don't want to talk with. You know, again, as an attorney, my job is to negotiate with parties that don't always want to be reasonable, and you know, sometimes. And unfortunately, sometimes I have I have to be the I always say I'm the adult in the room and say, look, we need to figure out we need to figure out something that solves this problem. So we're not wasting one of the court's time and wasting tons and tons and tons of time trying to get to an answer, especially if you can get parties to move a little bit off off their, you know, I guess basically just come off their positions just a little bit enough to, okay, we can meet to make make some common ground here in the future. So um, how do I, we get a hold of you, John? If yeah, if people want to find out more about you and uh, your, the issues in your campaign, how do they do that? Well, very simple. Um, I'm, I'm campaigns on the website. It's www.john4 Frederick John J O H N F O R Frederick spelled out. dot com. And my, my email is an open book. You can email me at john at johnforfrederick dot com. I'm always willing for to take uh, anyone's questions. I'm I'm on Facebook as well. Uh, John for County Council is uh, is the Facebook page. Um, you know, it's it's, I mean, it's been a a very interesting apparatus, and it's been a very interesting uh, it was an interesting primary season. It's been a very interesting general election season. Are there any uh, we, Are there going to be any uh, debates or face to face with you and you, your opponent? Is anything planned uh, between now and the election? I, Im- I imagine something's coming in the near future. I would imagine the Chamber of Commerce will want to meet with us. I imagine that. Um, you know, Maryland Farm Bureau is going to want to meet with us. I, I, and we did have a candidate forum yesterday with uh, the Frederick County Builders Association. So there, there are going to be those opportunities. I imagine there's going to be some public forum in the very near future. Either the Frederick News Post is going to put one on. Someone's going to put one on eventually. And, you know, I, I encourage and look forward to it. All right, John Distel, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. We wish you nothing but the best.